0: Glad you could join us for another episode of Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagonblast. Today we're going to be talking about something that's new in Cranford. We've talked about a lot of things, it seems, in recent episodes that are a bit old, but today we want to talk about something that is new. It's found in Hanson Park. It is a wind sculpture. My guests on this episode are Richard Brown, Ellen McHenry, the president of the Hanson Park Conservancy, and Rabbi Renee Edelman from Temple Shere Shalom in Springfield. Thanks so much for joining us here on Cranford Radio. Thank you, Bernie. It's good to uh, be with you this afternoon.
1: Yes, thank you very much, Bernie, for doing this. It's very much
0: appreciated.
2: And this is a special and important subject and a sculpture that will change the face of the park.
0: Well, let's get to a little bit more about that. Uh, we talked about there is a new wind sculpture that's being found in Hanson Park, but obviously it's more than just a sculpture that's being placed in the park there's a lot that's behind that sculpture and Richard why don't we start off with you because this sculpture is is it safe to call it a memorial to your wife Jan Lillian it's a it's the centerpiece of
1: the uh, Jan Lillian Memorial Triangle Garden at Hanson Park Mm -hmm. um it was installed the wind sculpture and the work in the garden uh, that's been done so far this year. There may be a little more more this year, but the rest of it will be in the spring. Uh, and Ellen can explain those other steps that are happening. But the key was that the wind sculpture went into place Friday, November fourth, and that's eighteen months after my wife Jan Lillian died. And when she did pass away, I was, um, as most people who lose someone they love dearly at a at a total point of total loss in my life without my without the support of my family and my rabbi I'm not sure how I would have survived that period of time and one of the pieces I kept reminding myself is that as much as people die love never dies and I was looking for an opportunity to share her love with other people and Jan and I had walked through Hanson Park on many occasions. Unfortunately, after we moved here, uh, less than a little bit more than a year after we moved here, she was diagnosed with lymphoma and she walked less and less. But I looked at the park as a possibility of of a place we could do something. I approached Ellen initially about the idea of planting a tree. Uh, We then added in benches and we did so well in raising money from 173 donors that We set up the Jan Lillen Education Fund, uh, which does educational programs on environmental uh, sustainability issues in the community. And then we started to look at the idea, working with Ellen and the Conservancy Board, about what we could do with the triangle in the park. And that created the Memorial Triangle Garden. And uh, Wind Sculpture really is, in my mind, the centerpiece of that. It's the piece that kind of holds the Triangle Garden together.
0: I'm sure many people who are listening to this podcast are familiar with Jan. But for those who aren't, Richard, could you tell us a little bit about Jan's life, please?
1: Jan was a um, true Jersey girl. She was born in Springfield, always been a Union County resident, except for college and probably a decade or so. Less than a decade that I that I kept her in Brooklyn (laughs) before we moved back. Jan was a um, community activist. Um, She believed, as I do, very much in uh, Tikkun alum and repairing the world. Her last job that she held all the way up until she died was as a CEO of the YWCA of Union County, the county's domestic violence uh, prevention programs. She was the love of my life. She was everything.
0: To- well, I think this certainly is a, a fitting way to have her remembered in Cranford. Ellen, let me switch over to you as the president of the Hanson Park Conservancy. This is where this sculpture is located. I believe there's also a bench to Jen's memory that is located there. Richard talked about how he and Jen would walk through the park and that why the park holds such meaning to him. But tell me a little bit about from the perspective of the conservancy, the importance of what's going on here?
3: Well, it was really serendipitous that we met Richard. We were getting ready for a volunteer day, and Richard reached out to the website and said that, you know, he wanted to plant a tree in his wife's memory, and could he talk to somebody? So myself and a couple of other Hanson Park Conservancy trustees and landscapers talked to him, And we were talking about a tree. And at that time, we were also in the midst of having to replace a number of benches that were in the park. And they're just not benches. They are artisan made in upstate New York. They're really wood sculptures, in essence. And they are wood that were creatively made and they have a lifespan. So it was about 15 years when we installed them and they had been through Hurricane Irene and they had had to deal with some of the restless teens running around the park too. So we needed to replace them. And each one was about $1,500, $2,000. So we, um, at that time, COVID had happened. And so we were trying to raise money to put a bench in memory of residents that we lost in Cranford. And so we raised money to replace one of the benches. I'm also part of Green Thumb Garden Club and the Garden Club gave us money for a bench. And when we were talking to Richard about that, he said, oh, I'd like to see if we could do, you know, a bench for, for Jan as well. We can do the tree and the bench. And so he did a fundraising on his own. And so there's really two benches for Jan in the park. And based on the contributions we received for our residents, the garden club, we ended up replacing five benches and they're they're gorgeous all throughout the park. And and then uh, another trustee's husband had passed away. So she did a bench. So we were able to replace all the benches. We thought it would take us a couple of years to have the funds available to raise the benches. And then Richard said, well, you know, what else do you want to do in the park? And I said, well, you know, we have a triangle garden. It was a formal garden that was created probably back in 2005 with little miniature boxwood plants. And we would replicate some of the formal gardens you see in Europe with tulips. But over the years, it just got overgrown. And I said, you know what, I would really like to Do something with the triangle garden. And then the light bulb went off, and we said, let's do something that reimagines what the garden will be. We didn't know what we were going to do. We thought that even though the park, uh, the conservancy has a lot of creative trustees that are master gardeners, this is something that really uh, required a landscape architect. So we reached out to talk to different landscape architects. And we found uh, Hanson Park Conservancy is a member of Garden State Gardens Consortium, which is public and private parks throughout New Jersey. And they recommended a landscape architect by the name of Carol Huber out of Milburn And she met with us and not only did we have a triangle, but she said, let's not limit ourselves to the triangle. And for those of you who are familiar with Hanson Park, the triangle is really a triangle in the middle of three different paths that go around the park. And so she created this wonderful uh, rendering where she added plantings or other beds around the triangle on the other side of the paths and also incorporated the different trees. And she said, before we had just a, a metal urn that would have plants in it, and that would be the focal point of the Triangle Garden. And she said, let's do something else. We were looking at a water fountain. And then we said, well, you know, this is not a park where we have gates to get in and out. It really is open to the public. A water feature might be too much again, if it's not maintained properly, or again, if we have those restless (laughs) teens running around. And so then she suggested uh, the wind sculpture. And she said, and it's not just a little wind sculpture, it is 12 feet tall. And she wanted the wow factor, she said, because the way Hanson Park is set up, you have the Hanson house and then you have the property. So while the house doesn't sit in the middle of Springfield Avenue, By seeing the garden and seeing the sculpture, it would pop if we put lights on it. So the sculpture went in and now we're, because we started planting, we'll probably have the full plantings done in the spring, but it has boulders for just passive sitting and reflecting. The sculpture is made by a metal sculpture artist out of Utah, Lyman Whitaker, and he just says it creates calm and peace. And I think that's exactly what Richard was looking for. So we will have more plantings put in. We'll have you know a new irrigation system, which will t- take care of the triangle and the beds on either side of the path. And then we're going to light the sculpture and I guess if we light it, we can change almost like the Empire State Building. We can have different colors. And if anything's going on, we can specially do that. And it will be on Wi-Fi. So it's been a wonderful partnership with Richard in that everything was, let's talk about it. Let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can ask others to join us on this venture. And it was nice to be introduced to Richard. And as I said, um, he is a a wonderful benefactor to the Conservancy helping us continue the growth of the park. What became a small idea has really morphed into something that's very beautiful. And I think it makes a statement because when you see the different activities that go on in the park, there's just so many age groups and different organizations that use it. So it's really near and dear to our heart that it's a park that truly gets used
0: in the passive element that it should be. I should mention for anyone who hasn't seen the sculpture yet, or maybe they're not in the Cranford area, there will be a link in the show notes to a video of the sculpture, so they'll have a chance to see it in action, so to speak. Usually I introduce the guests who are part of the podcast, but Richard, I think it's probably more appropriate for you to introduce Rabbi Edelman and explain why she is part of our episode today.
1: I definitely want to introduce Rabbi Edelman. She is my spiritual leader. She is Uh, the leader of our inclusive faith community uh, in Springfield. She has been a great resource for me throughout the time that I've known her, but especially during the time that Jan was fighting cancer and doing hospice and beyond. She's here because I think she has a way of understanding the unique beauty of the sculpture and of the garden and gives some deeper meaning as to how that both reflects Jan, who she knew, but also how it can benefit the community and hopefully encourage people not only to meditate and contemplate when they look at it, but hopefully um, remember what Jan did, which is we're here to help each other. We're here to repair the world.
2: When I first met Richard and Jan, they were at services and they were holding hands and they were entwined. And I went up to them and asked, you know, oh, did you get married recently? Thinking that this was very new and they shared with me that they'd been married for over 30 years. And I realized that this was a beautiful, loving couple. And, you know, I know that when I sit with my husband, after we've been married for 20 years, you know, we're maybe holding hands, but not embracing in the way that they do. And so when you look at the sculpture, And you see that there are two different pathways and they may come across or they may go the same way. It really mirrors their relationship. The sculpture dances. Mm -hmm. And the leaves, although they may be going in different direction, they're dancing together and the wind helps facilitate it. So sometimes they're at a standstill. And sometimes they look like they're moving far back. And sometimes they look that they're coming towards you. But it is a magnificent way to be able to look at the world through the, you know, what I term are leaves on the sculpture. It really brings you to a higher place of beauty, not even, you know, noticing the gardens around you. But you can just sit and watch the sculpture for hours and it's never the same.
0: Rabbi, I think Richard talked about how you were so important to him and Jan as she was fighting her illness and walking through that and then being there for Richard after Jan passed away. Why do you think from a a spiritual perspective, something like this can be so meaningful and can give healing to not just Richard, but to others who knew Jan and even those who maybe never passed within Jan's sphere? but are touched by the work that she's done without knowing it.
2: When Jan got sick, um, she always thought that she would get better. Uh, we have a prayer at services every Friday night called the Misha Beirach, in which we play for those who are ill in body, those who are having difficulty in spirit and mind. And, you know, she was always on our list, and we were waiting for the day that we could take her off of our list. Um, Certainly everyone in the synagogue reached out and did what they could to spend time with Jan because she was such an integral part of our lives and the life of the synagogue. She was a woman of incredible wisdom. And there would be something that, you know, on the board we'd be talking about for weeks, 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 and she would just sit and think and then finally come out with a solution that was higher than anything we've ever thought of before. Aside from her physical presence, which we can't feel in the same way anymore, she left a tremendous legacy. And in Judaism, we take on the characteristics and walk in the way the person who we loved and died walked. And Jan walked with love. And so it's, it's so important to have her memory be infused with love. She loved to garden, and so this is an important part of who she is. Uh, She and Richard are never apart, and Richard has taken his mourning and become a leader in mourning for other people all over the world. Um, He started out signing on to groups, and now he leads them all. And that's just the kind of giving person that he is and Jan was. First of all, I love Jan. She will always be a part of my life. She has taught me so much. And I love Richard for who he is, for how he will always do something for anyone else. There's no question. If you need him, you call him. He's there. And he's there for everyone. And so in a way, you know, this garden and the sculpture is for Jan, but it's also there for Richard. Because he wanted to make something important. And the, the educational fund is no surprise because, you know, we do something to help someone's memory live on. And she was incredibly interested in nature. And now everyone else who visits Hanson Park will have a chance to learn a little bit more about what grows with what in the garden and what their times are. Gardens give us a sense of hope. Mm -hmm. There's always something growing. And, you know, sadly, there's always something dying. And so to be enmeshed in a garden and have your hands in the dirt is a part of our everyday life. Mm -hmm. You know, we deal with the mulch that keeps coming up and we've got to keep turning it over and turning it into something positive instead of, you know, hanging out down in
3: the dirt.
0: One of the common themes that comes across from all of you. Is talking about love. And Richard, one of the names that you've given to the efforts that you've been involved with is Sharing Jan's Love and also the Jan Lillian Education Fund. This wind sculpture, the Memorial Triangle in Hanson Park, are just part of that. Tell me a little bit more about what you envision for the future, how you can share Jan's love with others, through others, and how That education fund will be able to touch others in the future?
1: I think I take the uh, view that, as the rabbi was saying, and Ellen as well, I am just committed to helping other people. So I do reach out to other widows. I try to help them as best I can. I do two groups a week uh, that I facilitate, but I also share her love because I take the time to reach out to people when I take my walks around. Cranford I won't share how long they are because in case my uh, doctor listens she tells me I should walk less <laughs> but when I when I take those walks I try to I try to uh as I see people walking or riding their bikes or running I try to greet them and wish them to have a happy day and a pleasant day because that's a small way to do it mm-hmm mm-hmm
3: I may Bernie um, and sorry Richard, it's um I forgot to say and thank you Rabbi for mentioning it. So not only did we do do a tree or the triangle and the benches, we had dollars available and we said how else can we continue what the family has wanted? And we came up with the Jan Lillian Educational Fund. And so Richard has committed to helping us fund that going forward and what Hanson Park Conservancy did was not only did we have members, but what do you get for being a member? Because anybody could walk into the park. So we started putting on programs, but our budget was such that we were limited sometimes to the level of speaker that we could get. And so last year we had four programs that we put on that was funded by the Jan Lillian Education Fund, and it brought in speakers who sold native plants and talked about Going from seeds to regular plants being native, how to grow garlic, how to do sustainability. So, we're coming up with our programs for next year, and that allows us to meet more people or be able to include, whether it be children or adults, by using the funds we have from the Jan Lillian Education Fund and not charging some of our attendees. Some people might not go if they have to pay, but if they know it's a very well sought after speaker and a program that might interest them, it's a a way to give back.
1: What I hope the sculpture and the garden do and the education fund does is encourage both more people to come to the park, but more people to join the conservancy. And also hopefully more people to provide donations to support the education fund because the conservancy is a nonprofit and it needs the support of everybody to make those pieces happen. For those who haven't been in the park, I mean, I was there yesterday with a friend looking at the sculpture and they were doing the uh, reading program from the library. Other days I'm there and they're doing yoga in the park. The park is used frequently and for many good reasons. And my hope is in time that, you know, more people will do that.
2: I think we should also point out that when we're planting gardens and trees, we're not only planting for our generation, but we're planting for generations that will come after us. There's a wonderful story in the Talmud. It's about Honi the Circle Maker, who's this character who appears over and over and over again. And there's one story about him. He's 98 years old. He's out, he's digging holes and he's planting trees. And a young kid comes over laughingly says to him, why are you planting these? Do you think you're ever going to see the fruit from these trees? And he said, no, it's not for me. It's for my kids and their kids and their kids and future generations. And so when we plant flowers and we plant trees, we pray that it's for several generations. And, you know, we hope that they will have something about Jan's story there so that Jan will be a part of future generations and that Hanson Park will be able to grow and encourage people in different areas to take their classes and to learn more about how we can preserve the environment.
0: Well, again, in addition to the link to the video of the sculpture, we will have links to the Hanson Park Conservancy as well as the Jan Lillian Education Fund. So please check those out. After you've had a chance to listen to the podcast, I want to take this opportunity to thank all three of you for being my guests. We've been speaking with Richard Brown, Ellen McHenry, who is the president of the Hanson Park Conservancy, and Rabbi Renee Edelman from Temple Sharay Shalom in Springfield. Thank you all so much for being part of the podcast today.
3: Thanks for the thank invitation. You, thank you.